Hello ladies, gentlemen and all other configurations of being. I'm just jumping in here at the beginning to let you know that we're not having a section 3 for this episode because the short story ended up being a bit long. Either way, I really really enjoyed this episode and I hope you do too. So, without further ado, welcome to the Sky Machine. grips the railing as the ship rolls through the upper atmosphere. Gorge chuckles and slaps her on the back. Little one's still getting her legs. Spirals of golden clouds curl around the mountain rising from the surface of the planet. A lone spire in the field of grain. The grey compound squats at the base of the spire, figures moving in and out carrying baskets. Hold tighter, y'all. Rough spot to land. Seka yanks the controls as the ship glides around the spire. A trio of figures stand out in the field, one waving a long limb towards them. The yellow crops flatten outwards as the solar treader thuds to the ground. Seka flicks a switch and the doors hiss open, sweet air flooding the cabin. The three emissaries bow, long foreheads to the ground, as the crew steps down from the gangplank. The figure at the head, an apotheosian dressed in scarlet robes, offers a hand to the group. Welcome, strangers. We are sure that your journey lent swift winds to arrive so quickly. Its sweet voice struggling with the common tongue. Mio glances to Seka, then back to the emissary. We were not aware that you expected us, but your welcome is much appreciated. But of course. The apotheosian in blue pipes up. Your arrival is heralded long past. All arrangements are in order. Then you know that we come to trade. Each statement that the Apotheosian leader offers comes with a fresh bow, as deep as the first. Our counteroffer is already calculated. Please, bring your goods and we talk. Mio turns to the others, eye ridge cocked. Nerv shrugs. Easy money, I guess. Some places are like this. The crew slips back into the ship while Mio holds the emissaries. The Scarlet One holds an expression that Mio clocks as a smile, while the Blue One watches with calm eyes. The third, the one in grey, doesn't make eye contact but studies its hands. When Mio speaks up, it flinches. I trust your harvest season has been well? Oh yes. It yields twice as much as we need. You take enough for the metals you provide. Do we just... Seka slides down the gangplank with a mag-lifted crate. That'll have to be an awful lot of crop, then. This stuff doesn't come cheap. The being in blue nods and waves a hand towards the complex. You see. Two dozen crates are drawn out, their wagons pulled by six-limbed beasts. The blue one lifts a lid to show shimmering heads of this yellow crop. Seka frowns. This is plenty, but we have two dozen- This should be plenty for five crates of our nano-iron. Mio cuts in, smiling at the Apotheosian. The Scarlet One nods. 
This is accurate and exceeds our need for your metal. We thank you for this delivery. The pleasure is ours. Mio takes the cool hand of the apotheosian and shakes it. We will, of course, need to stay a cycle to refuel our ship, stretch our limbs. Is that amenable to your folk? The being in blue inclines towards the compound. Your fuel is being prepared as we speak. You leave in a matter of hours. The crew pass comments while the Apotheosians turn back towards their compound. For a moment, Mio stands alone in the field, eye to eye with the Apotheosian dressed in grey. Their eyes are strange, large and ovular. As she stares, she realises that they aren't just iridescent, but transparent, large lenses hiding small green eyes. This one's eyes dart from her to the rest of the crew, then up the gangplank into the ship at a silver crate set away from the others. Before Mio can speak, it turns and half jogs away. Little one, Gorge calls. Come inside, time to plan. Seca hunkers over the low table. A holographic display hangs above it, showing a detailed layout of the compound. Nov points to the main door, behind the solid outer wall and past the garden courtyard. Just through there, that's the quickest way to the mine. They don't have much security, so we can walk in, bust down the door, take this hallway, and then the elevator leads straight there. On the way out, we can take a longer route out this side door. He jabs a slender finger to the left of the main entrance. Never go out the way you came in, Seca mumbles. You can get into their system then. Nov chuckles. These farmers? Yeah, I can manage. How long will it take to crack that door? Only a minute or so, no more. Gorge, how long would it take you? The massive Karogi shoves the heavy lid off of the silver crate. With my daughter here, maybe three seconds? Two if you don't want the metal to cool before you walk in. He laughs and slaps Nov on the back. Yes, subtle. Nov rubs his shoulder. I'm not after subtle. I doubt these folk would be able to stop us just gunning the place down, but I'm not looking for high casualty rates. We couldn't afford the ammo for that. What about me? Mio breaks the group's laughter. Seka reaches into the silver crate and pulls a crystal rod. We'll all have stun sticks, in case anyone spots us. You and I will watch the way while Nerve opens the door. We'll also stop Gorge from starting a massacre. Hey, I only kill what needs killing. You seem to think that's everything. Am I wrong? Gorge's rasping laugh fades out into the field with the dying light of sunset. Nov slides down the rough stone wall, landing amongst tall grey flowers. Mio and Seka follow, with Gorge scrambling behind. The four of them stand in the soft glow of this planet's small moon, filtered through the garden of tall flowers, reflecting off silver leaves from rows of bushes, casting shadows from the walled statues arranged throughout. The semicircular door across the courtyard gives a faint hum. The others crouch low behind a wall as Nub creeps across the yard, his nano-cloak shimmering purple-black. He reaches the center of the courtyard, meters from the front door, when a hiss pierces the evening air. 
The half-dozen statues begin to glow along their swirling forms, and out shoot grey metal cylinders. Jolters! Run! Cobalt lances of energy bounce around the garden, setting the neat rows of hedges ablaze. Nov, his cloak thrown about him to block wayward shots, sprints back towards the low wall. A single shot skims his leg, and he stumbles, screaming out in pain. Gorge, grab him! Seka shouts. We need him! The large Kurogi thumbs his wrist and a light shield encases his arm. He grabs Nov's flailing arm, then ducks back behind cover. Nov curses faintly under his breath as the jolters continue to rain fire down on the stone wall. Not so unawares then, right, says Seka. Fuck off, Mulligan, Nov hisses, hand clutched around his wound. This is why we make backup plans, little Kurogi. The side door. The escape route, Nov says. I don't like to come out the way I go in, but it's our only option. If they have guns like that, what else do they have? Where did you even get those plans, Nov? Mio pipes up, knuckles white against the stun stick. My source has been good for a hundred jobs. Small things always fall through the gaps. I'd hardly call six jolters small. We still have time to get out before we all get killed. She looks at each of them in turn. No one has to know. Seka sighs. I didn't hire you to so doubt. Pose questions once we have the ore and we're living rich on some custom-made pseudo-moon, okay? Nov, can you still crack the side door? He takes his hand away from his leg, dripping with orange blood. Yeah, boss, I can manage. Great. Big guy, help your brother. Gorge slips an arm under Nov's pit and pulls him lightly to his feet. The jolters settle as the four skirt their way around the garden, keeping low and silent. Nov pulls ahead to the side door, out away from cover, and slides a panel free. The only sound in the cold night air is the hiss of his arc hacker. He can't do it, Gorge mutters. Seka taps his stun stick against the stone wall and raises his eyebrows. Nov glances back but doesn't stop rewiring. I could do it, the larger Kurogi mutters, slipping the cannon from his shoulder. Only a second or two. Seka lets out a low whistle, taps the wall again. Nov's hands dart across the wiring. Could do it from here, even. Won't take a moment. Seka looks up to the grinning gorge, silhouetted against the violet sky. The door slides open as Nov sighs, letting the arc hacker drop limp by his side. He stabs a glare at his brother as the three slink closer. Trying to steal my cut? Just helping. You know me. I love to help. Mio keeps well behind them, Seka at the head. The hallway beyond is pristine marble, small lights blinking along its walls. Twenty feet away, it opens up into a larger room. So what's the route from here, boss? The other door went... Novus slammed back as Seka dives to the ground. A blast door slams to the ground where the boss had been, missing his leg by an inch. Another door closes them in from behind. He sighs. Sensors, get this damn door open. The high-pitched whine starts again as wires are cut and replaced. Gorge leans against the wall, hand tracing the grip of his cannon. A boom echoes through the hall as another door slams down. 
Between it and the entrance, vents spray a violet mist. I've got it, Nov says. Another closes a few feet further, bathing the hall in more mist. Sekka taps his stun stick against the wall. Another, halfway along the hall. He doesn't have it, Gorge says. The acrid smell of the violet mist, the door only feet away. I have it. Another boom, the stun stick taps the wall. It's just, just a little longer, and... Boss, he doesn't have it. I have it. Just a few more seconds, and... Will you stop tapping? In one swift motion, Sekka fires his blaster through Nub's head. He taps the stun stick one more time. The remaining brother slips the cannon from his shoulder and jams the trigger. A green beam of light melts the door and he holds out his arm. Small ones first. His chuckle is cut off as a blast door closes beside his foot. The room beyond connects several hallways, an ornate fountain at its center. Sekka points at a door set in the far wall. Should be that elevator. Runs straight down to the vault. Mio, check the halls. Gorge, crack it open. Mio paces the room, staring down empty hallways. She watches as Gorge laughs, unleashing another blast. He looks up, his stance wide. We will be rich, little one. You will see. Mio nods, hand gripping the stun stick. Globs of molten metal drip to the floor of the elevator. It's functional, Sekka says. Just barely. Come on. Floors fly by the open door of the elevator, swiftly descending into the heart of the complex. At regular intervals, it slams against the shaft with enough force to knock the two smaller occupants out. Gorge grips them both by the collar. What would you do without me, eh? Squished between hard stone and harder metal. Lucky I love to help, poor. All three crash to the ground as the elevator jolts to a stop. A red light flickers on in the ceiling, half hidden by twisted steel. Sekka sighs again. Gorge, get up there and fix it. I won't foot through that tiny hole. The two look to Mio. I'm not a mechanic, I just do the talking. Want something done right? Do it yourself. Give me a leg up. The elevator carriage sways gently in the dark shaft, moving with Sekka's motions. Mio hears him grumble as he pulls free a panel. A hum starts up as he clicks on his own arc hacker. Gorge slaps the barrel of the cannon against his palm, staring at Mio. He raises his eyebrows and glances up to the thin metal ceiling between them and the boss. What? Mio says. Gorge shrugs. He slaps his palm again, eyeing the ceiling. All good up there, boss? Shut it. Some help you are. Gorge smiles. Just doing my best, boss. He slides the barrel off his palm and points it upwards. Mio takes a step forward, but the big man holds one finger up to her. Hey, boss. Sekka grunts and snips a wire. What are you gonna do after the job? I'm going home. Gonna give the cartel a taste of my medicine. Mio pushes herself up against the wall. Gorge's arm is fully extended now, barrel flat against the ceiling. Which cartel? Sekka barks a laugh. 
The Delamond cartel, you idiot. The ones who stole- Mir sees him fall limp as the green blast shears the roof in half. The beam glances off the steel ropes holding up the carriage. They creak, long and piercing, and then snap. Wake up, little one. Gorge hefts a bent segment of steel, his other hand cupped around Mio's face. She coughs and bats him away. The elevator carriage is crumpled around them, lodged a foot off the ground at the base of the shaft. Gorge has the door wedged open with a piece of scrap and stands between her and the room beyond, which shines with teal light. What did you do? Her hands tremble as she pulls herself up. I told you, we will be rich. You will see. He smiles almost confidently and turns. The walls are rough-hewn from the rock, but a polished steel wall bisects the chamber, set with a thick glass door. Gorge stands, transfixed by the source of the glow beyond the wall, piles of crystalline ore pulsing blue. While he gawks, Mio glances off to their right. Nestled between the cavern wall and the steel one, hunkered over a computer terminal, sits an apotheosian. Its long hands move over levers and dials, eyes locked on the flickering outputs. Hey! Hey! She calls. What are you doing here? You have to leave! The apotheosian, dressed all in grey, taps away at keys unflinching. Gorge growls. He has the battered cannon raised, taking even paces towards it. Oi! On the ground, now! In the sonorous voice of Apotheosis, it speaks. I cannot. You understand. Did I? Do you understand me? Get down or I will shoot you. Now! Its tapping continues in an unbroken pattern. Listen to me! Why does no one listen? Gorge takes a step forward, and the Apotheosian draws a slender blaster. Before its arm is fully extended, a green ray severs it across the middle. Gorge curses in Karogi and shoulders his blaster. A low thrum emanates from the room, and that pulsing glow increases. Mio dashes past the Apotheosian's sizzling body to the terminal. It stares up at her with green, unblinking eyes she tears her gaze away to the outputs. Her breath quickens. It says that radiation levels are rising, Gorge, nearing critical. An alarm sounds overhead. Explosion imminent. Fix it. The native must have been doing something. Mir's shaking hands begin turning dials and levers, adjusting the shielding in the chamber and the radiation levels plateau. Good, good, hold that. Gorge leans his cannon against the wall. Open this door. What? No, Gorge, we have to get out of here. The job is over. He stands silhouetted by the blue light. Not a request, little one. Mir finds a switch marked to open the door, protected under a bright red cap. She flicks it. The thrumming increases, waves of heat radiating from the doorway. The output says they won't last long without maglevs. There should be some... She glances around the room to a steel trolley near the entrance. Bring as much as you can out here. Rich, little one. I will show you. Gorge palms crystals and piles them up in his arms. 
Where they touch, small blisters begin to sizzle out from his skin. Hurry up, it's nearing critical. Gorge nods and turns back to the door, arms piled high, but stops. A piece of ore as large as his head pulses by his foot. He leans down, hand extended. Mio's eyes go wide. Her hand slams the red switch as a sliver of crystal, high atop the stack, slips from Gorge's arms, bounces once, and explodes. Blinding light of every color blasts from the room. Her eyes snap open. Through the haze of half-blindness, she sees herself tied to the arms of a chair. The room around her is dark, figures shifting on the edge of her vision. Uh, hello? Her voice is dry, painful to use. I'm sorry, we were just... just trying to make money. The high tone of an apotheosian drifts from the darkness. What is this word, sorry? She frowns. It, it means I feel bad for what I did. A chorus of strange humming comes from the figures. She thinks it might be laughter. We do not have such a concept. It is novel. Are you going to kill me? We do not kill. We only facilitate favorable outcomes. The figure speaking glides close, dressed all in scarlet robes. We facilitated the passing of your associates, but their deaths were their own doing. To stop us taking the ore? Her sight begins to return to her, revealing the complex shapes of her captor. That is one outcome. We know the dangers of the ore, what ruin it brings. One outcome? You are the other. She swallows nothing in her dry mouth. The ore is one of our many gifts, we who would dwell on this planet. It is the least dangerous, should the outside world find it. We need your help to stay safe. Mio nods. Kept me alive so I could tell the tale, okay? You will ensure this planet's isolation, and then you will return to live here. Why would I do that? Once you wield our gift, you will see no other way. The apotheosian reaches up to its face. Do you consent to this gift? She takes a deep breath and breathes it out, staring down at herself, bruised and bleeding. You already know what I'll say, don't you? The question is an important formality. Do you consent? Yes. Its slender hand removes the transparent lens from over its true eyes, small and green. Mio's pupils glimmer a deep emerald and green tendrils fill her irises and then the whites of her eyes. She gasps, blinks once, and then smiles. Actually, no, wait. Who went first last time? I never know. Do you want to go first or should I? Uh, okay, wait, uh, no. Uh, let's, okay, no. St let's start off with the fact that this episode we are bringing back old ideas. Yes, it'll have a fun name at one point because naming things fun things is fun.
And that's what I like to say. That sentence upset me. I was thinking like the trash pile or something along those lines, but it needs to be a pun. It will be a pun. It'll come That's to us. my area. I'll get there. Yeah. I, I also do puns, but nope. not as well as you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sorry. I've claimed that territory. Yeah. Uh, I'm the punching master. Oh, there we go. There we go. Thanks this for clapping. is why I win. It's true. Uh, you go first. Do it. Okay, um, I want to uh, repropose the idea of the civilization built of people who can only remember the future. Yes. Because I really liked that one. Backwards We had time one of our situations. friends say that he also liked the yep. idea of that one. Home- homeboy Douglas mm-hmm. in the... <laughs> who, as we're recording this, is, is yeah, playing, playing Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight, yep. <laughs> Man, Discord's weird. <laughs> it's so weird. If you're enjoying Shovel Knight, Doug, are you winning as a little blue guy? Unless you're playing some of the expansions in which you don't play the little blue guy. That's a great game. I've never played it. I've never played it. I just watch a bunch of playthroughs. It's so, so lovely. We're getting off topic. We do that. Um, I really? Do, I do like that one. That okay. is a good one. Thank you. Yeah, I think it could be cool. Yes, it's going to be super, super weird and different. Yes. But we've been getting into weird, different territory lately, and that's fun. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. It's only episode eight. Yeah. So, Which is not really. In, in two more episodes, it'll be ten, and that's crazy. Okay, is that all you wanted to say about your proposal? Yep. Any specific I mean, reason? I mean, wait, because I, I think it's cool. <laughs> yeah, so no. No. <laughs> cool, well... I mean, people have already heard about these ideas. They know what the gist is. Yeah, but just as a reminder, in case people hate to remember things. Okay. okay. And in case people remember things backwards and can remember the future. Okay, okay, for those people out there. Well... Anyway, yeah, for those... It'd just be a civilization, like a city or so a basically, nation or something? Um, it'd be a species of people right. who do not remember the past. As soon as something happens, they completely forget um, about it ever happening. They only know what is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And as soon as a moment passes, they and can the forget present? it. And the present? Yeah, but the present is is infinitely small. Yeah. Because you're constantly what, moving forward yeah. through it. There's, we're going to get into some weird linguistic stuff here. And I love it. My first idea, as I hold my phone up covering your face, I don't know why I did that. Yeah, my first that idea that I wanted to bring back uh, was Original Fire. Um, I was not expecting that. Uh, I know you weren't. Um, and that's why I did it. That's Purple. why I did it. Yes, it's my whole existence. You have to yes. be vigilant. Exactly. Um, keep you on your toes. I really liked Original Fire. I thought it was a oh, cool idea. You. I like the idea of running sort of a primitive culture uh, or even like an Iron Age, Bronze Age. So, yeah, because I get a totally different vibe from that. Mostly because of the context that I found it in was yeah. um, uh, my course yeah, uh, where I was learning Greece. about um, yeah That's witchcraft in okay mm. cool 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 yeah I'm, I definitely think of like a Grecian society when yes, I think of that for sure. What's your second idea? Oh, uh, my second idea because I'm still um, uh, my one track mind is still focused on Stargate. Um, Reposing the idea of growing a city. Oh yes. So in Stargate, ships. in Stargate, uh, the wraiths grow their ships. Yes. Um, and I'd like to transport that idea into growing a city that is then sentient and has a conscience, um, controlling it. Very cool. Mm. Very cool idea. And I don't like the voices in this my, context. And my second idea. Was floating sci-fi object a la destiny? Yeah, I, I, I knew, you I, knew. I knew that you it was going to be that one. See, I'm all about curveballs and also straight balls because people are expecting curveballs. 
at this point. <laughs> just if I just throw, do whatever you want. If I, I guess. throw a straight ball as hard as I can, probably it'll hit him and hurt him or something. I don't know how to play sports. <laughs> That's the goal, right? To hurt them very badly. Yeah, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> um, they do like throw things at each other and hit things with very hard other things. It, pain must be the outcome. Yeah, it's gladiatorial combat. I played hockey and it hurt. More emotionally oh, than no, physically, hockey is, but... Hockey is brutal. The people who play hockey are like will bemoan the fact that it's brutal and then be like, oh, why don't you stop being brutal? And they're like, no, it's fun. You're like, okay. <laughs> okay, then. That's cool. It's like nursing. What? Oh, oh and the nurses bullying each other? Is yeah, that like hospitals a thing? are yeah. real bad. Anyway, floating sci-fi object a la Destiny is what I have written down in the document. Hmm. And it's it's uh, like uh, the, uh, just as a reminder, the traveler in Destiny is a moon, but not a moon, that arrives and then gives people some special powers, kind of. I don't know. Um, but also the Tet in uh, Oblivion, that one movie with that guy whose name I always tonkers in that Tom Cruise movie um, and a bunch of other things it's a big trope mm-hmm. you have a massive it's thing. just a big thing arrives somewhere and does something exactly and I love it so much and also I love I think it would be fun to to do aliens in the opposite way for Junker. like Junker does sort of like the messy future weird woo. Um, mm. but this is very like humans uh, not first contact but just after mm. interesting cool 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 okay those cool, are the cool, ideas cool, 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 cool. no doubt no doubt no doubt Ideas, thoughts. Um, Backward civilization? Is that what you're thinking? That, yeah, of course. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I mean, it's a good one. It's you. a good one. I, I, I really have no idea how it'll work. No, neither. And that's I think that's what's intriguing about it. Because okay. the thing is, I've now had to spend like the last month or so not thinking about it. Yeah. And that's difficult. That is hard to do. So I don't know if this so much is going to be developing a world so much as figuring out how, how the system works. will work first and then just apply it to something I yeah think. so my first thought was this is a curse okay or i it's a very like lovecraftian idea messing with the mind perspective yeah. yeah um and i think it would be cool if it was like something along the lines of like an elder god has cursed these people or uh like that's a vibe that i thought of at first that was like my first thought no i was getting a very different vibe yeah go ahead either were like spot on exactly the same or completely different that's why there are two people and not one yes uh see my idea was just that it's um that's just how it is that's, that's lame though yeah it is lame because how would it because like my first thought if it's like if this is how it's always been i'm like yeah but why though but why though but why though because it's it doesn't make any sense why not because it, we i'm like i can't pass it i'm like how do you build a culture if you can't remember the past if you can't know what you've done but will know what you're doing i guess that's the question that we're going yeah for. <sighs> yeah i think because it's so weird because in my about. mind if it's a curse or something it's a problem that must be resolved I think in this situation, um, it's something that can't be resolved. So we're trying to figure out the best way to just deal with it. I mean, you could have like, it's been going for long enough that this is the the done thing, but there has to be like a time that it started. Are there other cultures in this world that remember things the way that we remember things? Maybe. Maybe. Because that's weird. Okay. It's like, um, I've been thinking recently about this idea that like, elves just can't process numbers 
they just can't do maths they they're like small numbers yes but big numbers it's like and then i heard graduation with justin mcelroy's football character mm. who every time he tries to do maths gets a headache and i'm like that's screams. amazing yeah. this is a split just... thing <laughs> it's so good um but okay now i'm trying to think about it hmm. i think i think with something like this um this is a, a culture we're trying to develop around a species and i think starting with an individual looking yeah. at how their life would work yeah, and yeah. working out from I there was just is the best. To be like, I have just a guy in mind who uh-huh. works an everyday office job, keep it super, super simple and work out from there. Okay, how does the office work? Can well, they write things down? Can they read? Can they record things on paper? Is that the, see, then the most valuable object is history? See, the thing is, though, I think there'd probably be no point in recording something because as soon as you read it, you forget it. But then there'd be no point in doing things... There'd be no point in... Not to mention... Desire? You wouldn't have desire. Or you could... You could record things... Um, and remember you reading it in the future. So then you all... So as soon as you write something down... But you still have to write it down. Because of temporal... Like, temporal permanence. Yes. It's like... I was just watching Bravest Warriors and this guy invented... Danny invented a machine. Nice little snore there, dog. Danny invented a machine where he made tiny temporal portals around all of his beard hairs. So if he promised to never shave again, then he could speed up the time on his beard and his beard would grow. Okay. But it has to, you have to, because if you were to shave in the future, then it wouldn't work. So that's the yeah. same thing. It's like, well, I've already read this book, which means I have to write this book. A lot of, I feel like a lot of this would just be fulfilling destiny. It's like, I've never seen Memento, but I imagine this is what the movie mm. Memento is like um, from the brief description I've had of it. Okay, mm-hmm. so he wakes up in the morning, this guy, and he's like, cool, I know what I'm going to do today. I'm going to hand in this report today. Better go do it. Can they be wrong? Like, you misremember things in the past. Can they fail at an activity? Say if you go out to darts, mm. right, with your mates after work, he goes out to the darts and he's like, I know that I throw a bullseye. And then he throws... Is there a chance that he doesn't throw a bullseye? I think this is what one of the things we need to think about. Is there a set destiny for everyone? Because then... That's, that's the thing. Do you have a They don't a have line? agency. Yeah, exactly. And they know they don't have agency. It's like um, in Pandora's Box, the myth of Pandora's Box. Pandora's Box opened and all of the horrible things in the world uh, came out. And it's like monsters, but also like depression and anxiety mm. and stuff. And closed before the last horrible thing came out, which was foreboding. Mm. Um, which in this context means you would be able to see all the horrible things that would happen to you during the day. Mm. And that's uh, to the Greek, the Greek world, a fate worse than death. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, you, it's like, well, I know that my, I mean, wife's gonna break up with me today, but my wife also knows that she's gonna break up with me today, and she knows how it's gonna go. Do I have? Do they have free will? I guess not. I mean, it'd be interesting if we could go down the path of, yeah, you can technically do whatever you want, but as soon as your path. Okay. Hey, no growl, Whoa, please. Are you alright? I think she was having a dream about something scary. Oh, it's something closed outside, and I think she's reacting. Are you sure? Because she it. kind of like was growling as she was waking. It's okay, Baba. You're cute. Um, um, because I think. Because you have perfect foresight, right? Because what if, as soon as you do something that changes your path, you forget that it was ever not that? Yeah, that's a good point. So you technically can change what you're doing. But everyone thinks they don't have agency, so they just walk that line that they think is set out for them. 
this is boggling my brain in a way that I can't even describe. Yeah, I think that's the point of this. It's it's it a is, it's a point certainly. Mm -hmm. God, I don't even know how any like. I guess, God, it's weird. Because I have to first deal with the concept that you don't, first deal with the concept that you can't remember the past, mm -hmm. and that's hard enough as it is, and then dealing with the other concept that sort of plays into the first one, that you remember the future. They're mm. two different things yeah. that click together yeah. to make something that is functional, but can be interpreted in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. Um. Sorry, I'm just, yeah, I know, it's tough. I just want to quickly jump back to the message that yeah. Doug left just because he brought up some interesting points and maybe we could chat about those because I don't know if we're going to get a world out of this mm. it might just be a fun exercise we yeah. might find something yeah. but if we don't just do a story you know, for something else yeah. I mean sometimes sometimes worlds just don't work out mm -hmm. and I, this is my this might or might not be a good example of that we'll we don't know yeah <laughs> I feel like this is joking there somewhere. No, it's funny. I got okay. it. I'm um, just boggled. Yeah. My bean. I... Uh, yeah, so so Doug made two points that I really like, which I will quote now. Uh, they'd know how long they had until they died instead of how old they were. Mm -hmm. And also you'd look forward to bad things happening because then it'd be out of your memory. Yeah. I think that's dope. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So they know that they forget things when they happen. This is kind of the same as, it's weird, the more I think about it, I'm like, isn't this just how we all live, but slightly different? Isn't it, it's just like the future and the past are so weird mm. and abstract concepts that if you swap them around, it kind of becomes the same. I guess it's, it's like the other side of the coin. Mm. Like the results are very similar, but just sort of backwards. It's like putting a, holding a mirror up to the world. So I guess things would operate normally. But how would an interaction go between people if the, the see the, the idea of the present and when I, I guess when I say the present, I mean free will, like the, the, the concept that do they know what they're doing right now, i.e. they have no free will, or do they not know what they're doing right now, i.e. they get to choose, mm. is the main question that is stumping me. And I guess we, yeah, we talked about it before because they do have free will, but then whatever choice they make resets their path to that new one they've chosen yes see the thing is i think they can be wrong too i think that makes sense because if it is memory if, yeah. you, if it's not they know they remember mm. memory is is fallible yeah and they can in the present think about the future mm. right they can think about their memories mm. we could just call it their memories so uh like uh, there's the a theory that the way that we process memory every time we recall an event we are reprocessing it and like saving it again yeah and we re remember it as the last time we thought about it not yeah. as the actual event happening yeah, so it gets distorted the more you think about that it. can be true so things that are further away in your path of destiny that are more probable mm. can be remembered more incorrectly yeah i like so, that That's so cool. say you are gonna die right everyone's gonna die mm. and so you've thought about how you're gonna die you're like i'm gonna get hit by a bus i'm gonna get hit by a bus and then the day comes and you're like all right i'm ready to get hit by a bus and then, and then you get shot yeah and, it's... and but a, a bus is there and you're like oh i remembered it wrong yeah you're dying but th that's hurt. like yeah there's like a the, like it's the exact you, you're right but you're not quite right mm. uh, yeah and I think it. Uh, sorry, this is jumping off slightly. Sure. Um, but I think it. I think it's interesting. I have this concept of like elders in this mm. society. The people who have just been born are the most intelligent people. Yeah. Because they know. They everything. they have the purest knowledge of what is going 
to come and every second that they're alive their worth is decreasing to that they, society the younger people would be a resource that this society would use mm. okay here's something this is an actual concrete fact about a society that would mm. be based off of this because these people are like a litmus test I don't know what a limit test is. A test for... Um, it's just a thing I hear the macroids say, and I'm like, I should say it too. But I don't know what it means. And I'm... I'm it's good enough to admit that. Okay, well, I know what it I'm means. I'm happy but... to admit when I don't know things. Um, yeah, it's a test for how activities will go mm-hmm. that is, like, less flawed, essentially. Mm-hmm. So if you take a child who has learned to speak, that's a weird concept. They can learn things. They know how to speak as soon as they're born do they no? forget how to s- no no because they know what happens to them that doesn't mean they know how to process it because they're still human right or humanoid humanoid yeah okay well, maybe they hatch <laughs> yeah exactly avoid that weird process of baby jumping in like hello mother <laughs> yeah I, I just feel like that would drastically change things and they would live for way less time because then you can get into conflict so early um <laughs> Yeah, so you take a baby and you'd be Punching like... Punching a baby isn't nearly as bad when they're so full exactly. of themselves. Exactly. When they know everything, <laughs> it's fine. Um, babies are self-righteous. These ones have earned it. <laughs> um, so, say... Okay, so you're like uh, a, a figure of importance in this society and you take a baby like, and you're like, okay, baby, here is my... I am miming holding it. Um, okay, baby, my plan is to do this activity... I know how it's going to go, but I am old and not sure if my memory is correct. Mm. What do you see? Mm-hmm. And so and there's baby's a discussion. Like, I don't who, know you. Who, I don't. Who, I'm who, not da, a part da. of your life. Well, yeah. Well, unless you'd have it's a to very have the big baby. thing. Well, no, no. Yeah, you'd have to people, have the baby there. You'd people, have to bring the oh baby there. Oh my god, there. there'd be a whole thing of people having children to help predict their own lives more accurately. Yes. That would Awful. be huge. Uh, and like huge, massive population forcing, because of stuff like well, that. Well, forcing like people to... Oh, cute dog. People to like come along with you. So you're like, okay, I know that later today someone's going to attack me or something. Mm. I just feel like this society would be weirdly violent. Yeah. There would be conflict in places because this is like a weird resource mm. that needs to be controlled. So you're like, I know that something's going to happen to me later today. And so I need a young person to be with me, someone with perfect memory, which could just be someone who's had a lot of omega-3 or whatever. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. I think that helps with memory. Um, sure. Fish oil? I don't know. Um, yeah, who's with me so that they can verify the action, but they do need to come with you. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, I can see, I've like chained you to me essentially, yeah. and you can't escape. So I can see you in my memory being there. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, I can't. And it's like, mm-hmm. what? So I remembered it wrong or am remembering it wrong. Yeah. And yeah, oh god, it gets real weird like, with the mistakes in memory. You can imagine like politicians yes. um having lots of children yes. because I want you to predict how I'm going to win this campaign. Yes. I want it to be as accurate as possible. But the thing is, I think for a, for a child to remember that stuff, they need to be uh present in that person's life for as long as possible. Yeah. So it's not like you can just pick a random baby off the street and go baby, tell me what is going to happen because this baby Unless might... you are certain. Mm. And you would be certain, to an extent, that you could keep the baby a lot, uh, mm. around for that amount of time. Kidnapping and stuff would be massive. Yes. People would take other people's... Abduction in general, because... 
It's weird. Abduction, but then freeing people would be huge. Yeah. Abducting someone to be like, I'm going to free you. Tell me, like, I, I'm abducting you. You're the, the prince of this, this kingdom. Mm. Tell me what your father's plans are. Mm. And then they tell you and say, cool, now go home and make <laughs> sure you witness them. Yeah. Or at least learn about them. Mm. God, perspective becomes a resource and that's so weird, yeah. which it already is. Again, it gets closer to reality mm. the more we delve into it. Because this is what we're talking about, except for the weird baby sages, yeah. <laughs> is essentially like abducting someone who has information that you want. Mm. Okay, so I thought of a question. Does this make more sense if this is less of a society and more of a subset of a society where we have like, say, there is like a human city or kingdom or whatever that has these people living in it as well is that more interesting to have the interplay between these two ways of seeing history and have it less isolated so that familiarity is really good for world building like building from what you're familiar yeah and the ethos of this world is to start from the unfamiliar yeah and i think that if we it's like there's something to be said about having the familiar there as well so that mm. we don't always have to reinvent the wheel yes yeah, so every time we think about it it's 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 tough because that's a really good point. I yeah. think making this uh, a culture rather than an entire world, quote yeah. unquote, uh, would be a lot easier. But I'm also just kind of interested to see what kind of um, even like a physical society would come from this kind of species. Yeah. But then maybe maybe we could. May I'd like to talk about more like the physical aspect of them being by themselves and then a cultural aspect of them being integrated so maybe we have this this race of people who built this city only knowing the future and then people have come into it right do you think that makes sense to, yeah i can see that sorry i just okay. while you were talking i started thinking about architecture and then i started yeah. thinking about the, the concept of experimentation and i was like well you'd never have to experiment but i was like wait no wait i solved it okay mm -hmm. so my first thought was if you say you're like a scientist and you're going to do an experiment, you already know the results of the experiment, right? Mm. So I'm like, okay, so you don't have to do the experiment. But then I was like, but then you don't know the results of the experiment because you don't follow it out. Mm. You have to intend to have the results of the experiment. You have to do, like, start the experiment to the point where you cannot interfere with it anymore, mm. I suppose. And then you can see your own future and know the results of the experiment mm. and then you can stop the experiment and yeah. do a different one yeah so you just be sped up to this like incredible degree mm. i was imagining them like building the perfect building mm. and they'd be able to experiment and, and like see at the end of their life that it falls over and they're mm. like well let's build a new one <laughs> yeah that one doesn't work yeah that's cool yeah it's it would, it's it's foresight like it's just mm. they have the gift of foresight but not memory but they can plan in the essence that they can see what they're about to do and then predict it. Mm. And they know the present in there. They, they know like the immediate surroundings of what is happening to them right now mm. because they have free will. Yeah. So they can make decisions mm -hmm. about and change the future. And then recording history is probably very important because that's the only way they can know about history. Yeah. But it's also sort of pointless. Uh, it's it's only yeah. Well, probably still kind of like it is today. Yeah. The only way that information is valuable at all is if you are constant. If you if you read it in your future. Yeah. So maybe something that lots of people do is when they know they are going to die, 
a time before that, they sit down and read as much as they can. So that, so that throughout the, their entire life, right, they yes. have all that knowledge. The concept of learning things is still messing me up. Mm-hmm. So again, we're just getting back to like, it's just life but backwards. Yeah. Um, because you were just saying at the end of your life, you would just learn everything you needed to know mm. for your life. To... Yeah. yeah. So I'm just thinking about learning to speak English. Mm-hmm. You would learn to speak English at the end of your life because then you would know it for your whole life. Yep. So you would know, well, when I get to 90 years old, when, uh, before I die in two years, I'm going to learn to speak English mm. or like whatever language they're Oh, I mean, you've been speaking it throughout your entire life. So can you yeah, learn it? Yeah, but you haven't learned experience? it. This yeah. is a, because you don't remember things. Do you remember the learned skills that you have? Or do you have to learn them in the future and then remember them? And then once you reach the point where you learn it, you stop being able to do it. Once, say, in five years, I learn how to juggle. Mm-hmm. Five years time, when that event, the event that happens, happens... And you forget about it. I forget how to learn how to juggle. And then I never know that I ever knew how to juggle. <laughs> Good. Which means that if there's a point... That, that's a very small joke that not many people get, anyway. Yes, I know. <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking about other stuff. So if I abducted a baby, right, and then released the baby, they would forget that I did it. And so would you. And so would I. But I would have the knowledge that I learned. I wouldn't have that unless I wrote it down in the future. Mm-hmm. So you'd have unless to... you wrote it down and read it in the future. Thing. Yes. So people would have to. That means anyone that does anything has to record everything they want to do if they want to remember. People who commit crimes. Yes. They have to keep a record of all the crimes they've committed. Yes. Unless if... they remember going to prison, they're like, hang on. <laughs> they remember their court trial, and they're like, right, yeah, okay. Okay. But then you avoid it and then you're like, wait, why am I doing this? I don't remember. And it's like, well, I'm not going to court anymore. Not that I know that. Except for this piece of paper that I have written down that says, I go to court. This is a mess. Yeah, it's this a real so mess. Messy. You just have to think of everything backwards. I feel like there is a nice, elegant way for this society to work. Yes. I feel like it's there, but we can't. we haven't found it yet. I feel like this would take a lot of digging to uncover it you know how sometimes when you're writing or making a story it doesn't feel like you're making it it feels like you're chipping away at at something and you're finding it that's what this feels like I feel like out there somewhere in the infinite depths of space this culture exists somewhere and we are slowly the aliens that listen to our podcast are like you guys don't even know about Zorglaxians and how they remember time backwards waste of time we learned about this in primary school and and then we immediately forgot it all and we immediately forgot about it (laughs) Oh, okay. This is so messy in my head. Yeah, so they probably end up, uh, you reach a certain age, you're like, well, you gotta go to school now. Um, yeah, it's just life but backwards. It's life but backwards. It's life but backwards. You've got to go to school. You've got to read a book about your whole life, you know, like we all do, mm-hmm. um, about what you did in your whole life. And then hope that you remember it because you still have the normal memory capabilities of a person. Or would it be, yeah, so throughout your life you write down what you're doing and then at the end of your life you sit down and read through the entire story of your life. As many times as possible so that you remember it the best. Yeah. Mm. And it's never perfect. No. No matter no matter how much you do, you're always something's always just a bit off. The memory's not that good. Not I, to mention... But, no, wait. Okay, so that doesn't work because you do remember the things that you did. As long as you don't alter the timeline and stop yourself from doing them. What? At the start of your life, yes. you remember everything that you did. Mm-hmm. At the start of your life, you could write down your whole That's life. That's true. Yes. You're also a baby. Yes. And you don't know how to write. Except that or you speak. do know how to write because at the end of your life, you learn how to write. I think you know how to write, but you physically can't because yes. you're a baby. Until you get to the point... Of or you're like physically mature. 11 like, or 12 points like, where your brain is developed enough to Oh my god, have 
that that means people would have entire transcripts of their lives written by like a child yeah and there'd be people trained to decipher the writing of children yeah because that's how people sometimes write out their entire autobiography except they were trained by their baby self and also their old person self you have two teachers one is baby you (laughs) the other is old man you both can't both are both are useless exactly (sighs) this is insane you have two wolves inside of you. Yep. One is gay, the other is gay. You are gay. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I knew this would happen. I was like, I want to do backwards time world so much. I think, w- but I know that I'll just explode in the brain. I think this is one we needed to do. Yes. To so get it out of the way, so we don't so need to do it ever know. again. Yes. Do we want to do another one and have a really long episode? Or is this just this, the no, world? I think this is... If people I have I, thoughts about it, please let us know because this is an interesting topic. It is. Wait, how do you visualize this world out of curiosity? Uh, my default was a normal human world, but then my second thought was, no, it would be perfect. And then I was like, no, it would be fl- flawed. It would be so, so broken in every way. Uh, so my answer is, I can't. Okay. Well, see, for me, visually, when I first had the idea... It was everything was grayscale yeah. and very um, like animated in some way. Like I mean, physically, I picture it as kind of a cartoon, right. but not super cartoony. Like those kind of three D animated ones, but it's all mm. grayscale. But as we started talking about it more, it slowly started to get a little bit more colorful. Yeah. Um, as a bit of more humanity started to leach into it. Yeah. See, this is why I wanted to start from a human perspective and then have like a curse built on Mm. it because then the architecture would be human architecture that has been adjusted by Mm. this mindset. So, yeah, if you start from the human perspective and then build on it, then it would just become strange and warped. And that's why I started with like the Cthulhu thought Mm. process because it is like taking the normal and then just becoming super strange. Yeah. um, Through remembering things backwards and the concept of experimentation being useless but necessary yeah this doesn't help that i have a small headache (laughs) yeah no now i have a larger headache i just think if we're gonna do this might as well just make it as wild as possible for sure i mean we don't want to make it easier for ourselves what's the fun in that i always do but yes okay okay i love things being easy i like for what in when i was in high school one of our projects was to just make a thing for this um, fair that we were doing. I'm like, cool, gonna make a cosplay. And um, I was like, trying to decide between these two. I'm like, well, I'm thinking I'm gonna go with this one because it's gonna be more difficult. And why? And someone was like, why would you do that? I'm like, well, it's easy. What's the point? Like, yeah. If I'm just gonna do the same easy thing over and over again, it's not impressive and I'm not getting better. You I'm go just... hard all the time. I like definition, so I do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. I, I looked up the hottest... I made an elephant for my grandma out of origami. It was so I, cute. And I looked up the hottest origami tutorial mm. for elephants. But mainly because it was the coolest one. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I don't have a logic. I don't want to be defined. Mm. Uh, don't make me think about myself. I'm a Slytherin. God yeah, damn it. that's true. I'm a Hufflepuff. It's all or nothing. Um, oh my god. Okay. <sighs> Are there any more questions? There are infinitely more questions. There are so many questions. But I don't remember any of them that we've asked in the future. So 
Uh, that was supposed to be a joke, but it didn't land because I got too confused halfway through about <laughs> yeah. how this world works. I don't know. I, I just want to sit for a minute because I'm sure I can come up with something. Yep. Because I, I just, I think we can go a little bit. I'm just going to have a cry. Okay, sure thing. Let me pause it for a second. So that's not on tape. There is a book on your table of stews and casseroles. So I started thinking about food and I was like, how would food work? Do they have animals? Do the animals have the same memory system? Mm -hmm. If not, is that an asset? Do they use animals to remember things? Do animals record things? Can you get a parrot and teach it words? And then that's how you record things. And then I, I went down a rabbit hole. Okay, that was, we stopped recording for like 10 seconds. My brain goes so fast. <laughs> and that's why concepts like this, I'm like, well, I've, I've already uh, figured it all out, but I wasn't listening to myself. Exactly. So. I have the same problem as these people. Mm -hmm. I would be the worst in this society because I can't remember things. Or maybe the best in this society. Hmm. No, my memory is really bad and it would still hold over that my memory was bad, but it would just be the future. I would die immediately. I would forget how mm -hmm. to talk and then I would starve and die. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. You can pause it again if you want to think more. No, no. I was, I was thinking... Um... Um, about like friendships and relationships between people. Actually, no, that's not what I was thinking of. Hang on. I was thinking it'd be interesting. I think either this society has two ways of going. Either it will develop its own unique functioning and it will flourish or it will immediately run itself into the ground. Yes. Because the thing is, as someone would look into the future and go, okay, well, I'm going to have this conversation and I'm going to work on this project. But I've already seen how it's going to turn out, so what's the point of doing it? I'm just going to eat and sleep and go to work and repeat. And everyone would do that. Yeah. Just functioning yeah. and nothing else. And eventually, I think that would just crash. Yeah, that's, that's. I think when we started off, I was like, well, the simplest course in this in this world would be the most common because this is such a complex thing to... Um, to navigate but then i was like is this a species that has evolved if so then they would know how to use their own yeah. minds again that's why i went back to the curse thing first because i was like i there should there would be a period where everyone was learning how to use this tool right mm. in a world where it's always been this way that would be in like oh don't growl in a world where it's always been this way then learning how to use your own mind would have been millions of years ago right yeah and then like species has evolved since mm. Uh, even if it was hundreds of years ago, then it would be like a period of war and just people starving to death. Yeah. <laughs> and because I just feel like feeding us, you don't know that you have to kind of. No, but. Um... Or you don't know if you have. That's weird. I don't know if I've eaten. I don't know if I can eat. No, I, I will eat. I should eat. <laughs> I die. See, the thing is, I think. I think that's one of the reasons why I don't think a curse would work for it because the sudden implementation of it I think would make it so that it just runs into the ground because I don't think this is something that people could learn. I think if it suddenly happened people would panic or give up. I think people would go well or someone would go well I'm gonna die then so I can do whatever I want or I can see that I'm gonna die then so I'm just gonna do nothing. I, I can see people um, through survival of the fittest learning how to use this tool say you have like 2,000 people at least like a dozen of them surely are going to work it out and be like oh okay so I don't know the past but I can see myself weird because you can't I mean you can learn because you do learn in the future oh god every time I think about it it's like I can see myself surviving if I do this 
well, like dying if I do this, well, I won't do that. And it's like, oh, so my memory changed. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm remembering things backwards. Not that I remember what remembering things is mm. forwards. Okay. Yeah. By its nature, it kind of helps you. Okay. It's a very helpful tool. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well then in that case, in my mind, this is branched off into two separate stories of this civilization. Yeah. Se- Far in the future. You know what? Hang yep. on. Yeah. Maybe these two are one. I think they are. It okay. is. There is. There's there's a, see, what we're talking about is the start state and then the end point. I think there's this ancient civilizations that existed for thousands, maybe tens of thousands of years that get it. They yep. figured it out how to make this society and this this way of this perception to make it work, and somehow uh, maybe it spread. I don't know. It spread somehow to another world like ours, right? And it has caused an apocalypse, probably. Mm-hmm. And um, things have just gone decimated. I think people would suddenly go, "Well, I can do whatever I want, and I'm going to die then." So I'm going to go and jump off this cliff. It's like, well, you die because you jumped yeah. off a cliff. Jump off a cliff, um, and then I remember jumping off a cliff, and I'm like, "Why did I?" Oh, okay. No, nope, I'm dead. Um, but, and then there will just be a few people left, and then these people have to adapt to and figure it out somehow. See, that's uh, the story I'm interested in. That's the story. That's the story. Maybe uh, the rest of it's just an exploration of a concept. Yeah, yeah. Which is again, which is I, I think that's yeah. what I'm interested in. This and you're yeah. interested in more of the the story. Yeah. Aspect of it. Yeah. And maybe maybe this is a a cyclic thing. Maybe Absolutely. this ancient civilization, this apocalypse thing, happened to them, to them too. Millions and of years they ago. Just, they just rebuilt. And this is like, oh, okay. So this is the ascension. This is mm. like a concept that they're like, well, we have mastered our race. Our race is perfect because of this amazing tool. We will now pass it on to a new race mm-hmm. and they will be put through the crucible and come out perfect. Oh, I like that. Like the we, crucible. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's cool now. Now it's cool. And I love now, it. Now oh, it's cool. You didn't like it before? Up until this, I've hated it and it's been the worst. No, See, I, I love it. I, I like it. It's not, this isn't a philosophical debate, but I like these big question talks that the ones that don't have a good answer that are fun to just chat about that's my jam you just keep going for ages yeah that's awesome I like it ones that don't have a correct answer god okay now I'm just thinking about this like race of ancients Mm -hmm. essentially ancient babies (laughs) ancient babies hyper intelligent babies who lead old feeble people who have the knowledge who are capable of writing books and histories because you wouldn't just read the history of your own life it would behoove you to read the history of everyone else's life as mm-hmm. well so getting a hold of these they wouldn't be books at this point if this, this the civilization yeah. is hyper advanced they would probably be able to just like watch are we like going like sci-fi tube. it's gonna yeah. get into sci-fi oh of course yeah i think i'm, I'm even beyond like, sci-fi where it's I'm thinking like, like weird i'm, I'm picturing it's like like grecian psionics yeah oh, they kind cool. of because so i'm cool. picturing colosseums I don't know why. Colosseums are the perfect... Well, they would be building the perfect structures, right? Mm. So it would be like... Colo- I like I like pillars. Okay, so imagine... Colosseums are satisfying. They're satisfying and they're cool and functional. Um, okay. Uh, amphitheaters. Amphitheaters um, built of like hexagons, like beehives mm-hmm. structures, because they're supposed to be really good. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's cool. Mm-hmm. And like non-tessellating circles, mm-hmm. non-Euclidean space kind of. Mm-hmm. Um yeah okay and then they're strange they've evolved weirdly Mm -hmm. to be to to allow their brains to be protected so that they remember things well Mm -hmm. they probably have like implants that feed them like fluids that help them remember things because that's incredibly valuable to them and they've got babies strapped to them that are continually okay so imagine this there is things that accelerate muscle growth so babies can write sooner yes 
Yes. Okay, so there is a room with this, like, middle-aged, like, older person... No. Here is it. A, a room with a really, really ancient person who is, like, uh, has a machine that is keeping them alive beyond normal life, Yeah, right? dumb as heck. Yes. But they have like mechanical or biomechanical arms that, mm. and they're writing hundreds of books probably not like with pen and paper although that's awesome so yes with pen and paper mm -hmm. and there are hundreds of babies all around <laughs> the walls in these like sleeping pods that are just babbling they're like yeah. rrr, 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 speaking a language of their own devising that this person in the center is understanding and recording all of these life stories <sighs> at once to Oh. And there are hundreds of these domes all around this, like, citadel that are yeah, all doing I the same this, thing. Like, this this bell curve where at one end there's baby talk, and yep. then there's one that there's really old person talking, they kind of cross over. So there's, there's this, like, a miracle hour yes. where they can understand each yes. other. And they, like, strap... Babies are born, at the, at the pinnacle of the civilization, babies are born, put into these tubes, uh, into these pods, and then this old, old, old messed up biomechanical person mm -hmm. writes down their life story mm -hmm. and then like that's copied thousands of times i don't even think it's just one person i reckon when you you reach a certain point in no, your I, life yeah there are um, lots of them yeah everyone I, goes through everyone that. goes through it. that's yeah. part of the society or like most people i guess other people have to occupy different roles in society but that is like a high stationing role that someone can go through is is to become uh, there's like the the orators mm. are the, the babies yeah. and then these are the scribes yeah. um, of the history. Mm -hmm. Okay, we we went from a concept to the coolest world ever. Yeah, this is the best. I love it so much. See, this is the moral of the story. That that concept was wildly painful. Yes. <laughs> um, but it, I it felt you learn like, from the pain. It, no, it, yeah, it felt absolutely. like there was something there, and I think we found it. We did. Sometimes it doesn't seem like cohesive at first and sometimes yep. you just gotta keep digging yep. and you get there eventually other times though and this will happen at one point in this podcast there's nothing under there's the nothing, soil there's nothing down there it. you're gonna keep digging and as, as deep as you dig no skeletons the, 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 just the, dirt the floating sci-fi object just isn't down it's there. not there <laughs> there's just nothing down underneath the soil <sighs> a la destiny we'll get there we'll get there okay I am very happy with this concept I can see some interesting stories in both of these sort of settings. I think it's like Earth or an Earth-like place that mm. is visited by these people, but also the stories in this place. Maybe the idea of someone traveling, like like a visiting alien race reaching the planet of the ancients. Yeah. Or the, the yeah, I feel like people. this this planet of the ancient, like that civilization, is more the tone of this world. Yes. Um, Absolutely. Everything else is... It's like Alien. In the Alien world, no one cares about anything except the interactions with the aliens. Mm. Everything else exists in yeah. this world and is happening, but no one cares about, like, trade federations. Like Star Wars. Yeah. No one cares about the trade federations unless the Jedi are there. Yeah. Um, then it's mm. interesting. Yeah. But if that had started without the Jedi, everyone would be like, why am I watching this? Yeah. It's the same thing. <laughs> this is the... A setting is centered around a concept, right? Mm. That's the, when we're world building in, in our case we are world building around the central concept that is like initially pitched. So all of the stories that we would tell or all of the world building that we do is arranged around these backwards thinking people. Mm. So stories of, I, I really like the idea of like an alien race coming to like trade with them or something and yeah. then having to like interact with this backwards That'd be mind. interesting. I don't know how talking would work. They would be perfectly able to predict what the other person would say and so mm. they'd be able to say the perfect thing. That's pretty dope. Yeah. I guess the memory loss would come into it somewhere but Okay, I'm happy. I'm mm. satisfied. Yeah, me too. That was great. Very cool. Awesome.
Any ideas on a name yet? I don't know. I'm picturing it as like a grayscale Grecian place. So maybe we can, maybe if we name it after some kind of um, ancient Greek apotheosis, something like that. That sounds dope. Mm. What's that? Let me look it up. All right. The highest point in the development of something, a culmination or climax. It's called apotheosis. That sounds dope. Because that's exactly what it is. Yeah, I love it. Awesome. Cool, cool, cool. Hey, I like it. Hey, good job. We did it. Well done on the world apotheosis. The weirdest, weirdest, weirdest one. Yes, I'm glad we did this one. Yeah, we too. Yay. Yay. Okay, goodbye.